0: as it is in some other places. You often hear uh, people complain about the weather in Michigan. I'd just like to point out that uh, the last couple of days in Iowa, it's been 20 below zero. In Omaha, they set an all-time record uh, yesterday. Cincinnati has been colder than the Ann Arbor area. So has Indianapolis. So it's cold, folks, and it's going to stay cold here for a couple more days, frigid. Wear those layers, find your long johns, that's my advice, and uh, definitely wear two pairs of socks when you go out, because you uh, got to keep your feet and your extremities warm in these kinds of conditions. Anyway, uh, I figured I would uh, not talk about uh, Mr. Trump much tonight. I just wanted to mention that I think uh, the, the, quote, man of the year that the media has simply been overlooking is the leader of China. I'm going to name him man of the year, Mr. Xi Jinping. Uh, several months ago, he was elevated to the status sort of of deity. <laughs> uh, he has consolidated power in China And China has a very aggressive economic uh, concept moving forward. Uh, Of course, they are working with the United States uh, on some issues, like North Korea. But they uh, definitely are opposed uh, to many, many of America's uh, foreign policy objectives and ideas about war and whatnot. The One Belt, One Road initiative was unveiled uh, several months ago. And One Belt, One Road. I think there's a song there. <laughs> one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. <laughs> now, One Belt, One Road, in all seriousness, is the Chinese initiative to move uh, f- themselves forward, so to speak, by going west. I don't know if they read Horace Greeley. But this is a trillion-dollar effort effort to spend money on infrastructure, on roads, ports, energy, and other projects throughout Asia, Europe, and Africa. And it's very important to remember that one of the first things Donald Trump did as president—and this, of course, was no accomplishment— because we never were in the TPP, but he issued an executive order withdrawing us from TPP. And TPP is the Trans-Pacific uh, Trade Agreement that was negotiated under under the Obama administration for several years. And the main goal of the TPP, uh, leaving aside the issues of free trade and whatnot, was to sort of cement relations uh, between the United States and other Asian countries, ASEAN, the ASEAN nations, Japan, Australia, etc., and this uh, public effort, and we should remember, by the way, that uh, the Obama administration was obstructed on the TPP. Mitch McConnell is the one that wouldn't bring it up for a vote, and
1: uh, he was obstructed on issue after issue, idea after idea. Yeah. Even on the Supreme Court justice nomination. Sure. I mean, it was an an announced policy of McConnell and the gang.
0: So uh, I think the media has overlooked uh, the the incredible elevation and strengthening of uh, Xi Jinping in China. And this is something uh, all Americans should should keep their eyes on, particularly when you see, as I mentioned, uh, that uh, China in this trillion dollar infrastructure plan is basically proposing to assist 60 countries. And this used, of course, to be something that America would take the leadership on, but that's not happening under Donald Trump. So let's be thankful that uh, Donald Trump has not built a wall. He hasn't succeeded at any NAFTA negotiations. He did not repeal and replace Obamacare, despite his assertions. Uh, He did replace the the individual mandate, Uh, which, of course, will have unknown, uh, unforeseeable uh, impacts on uh, health insurance rates here in the United States. And he has done a brilliant job of undermining American credibility and leadership in the world. And that includes, of course, withdrawing from the uh, global uh, climate change initiatives uh, that, oddly enough, China is leading the way. And one event that happened a couple of weeks ago that I think actually bodes well for the direction of w- where the world is trying to move, China is refusing to take any more garbage from the United States. No more recyclables. So all that cardboard and materials that we have actually been, quote, exporting to China uh, are not going to be allowed anymore. So America's going to have to come up with their own landfill and recycling programs to deal with all this stuff. And uh, Maybe that's their long-term plan
1: with Puerto Rico.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I to say. proposed uh, the pile of garbage uh, wall at the border between Mexico and Texas. I think that if America just piled up all of its garbage for the next uh, ten, 10 years.
1: There's a Simpsons episode where this has all been foretold.
0: I call it POG. It's the piles of garbage program. Um, And uh, Trump's big, beautiful wall is uh, a long way off.
1: Trump basically ran on a policy that was geared to make China great again.
0: Exactly. Many,
1: many elements of his so-called populism, uh, his uh, blind and ignorant nationalism uh, have, as you say, withdrawn America from the world stage in ways that create the vacuum that allow China to jump forward. And the Chinese have figured out how to play this chump like the two-bit phony he is. And it's just, as we have seen time and time again from those within his own party, constant stroking and signs of affection.
0: Flattery gets you everywhere.
1: Flattery gets you everywhere. And uh, in that bizarre interview with the new york times from last week interview with the times what interview at the times said the aids um oh you know the one in which he said that uh in china quote they treated me better than anybody's ever been treated in the history of china oh really well let's just stop and think about that for a second um
0: was was, was he in a con- concubine
1: <laughs> is this shades of the russian uh beauty pageant video i don't know What kind of heights of ecstasy to which they brought him in China? I don't even want to contemplate. But the fact that you'd phrase it that way... Sure. Okay, China's got probably, as many people know, one of the longest recorded histories in all of human culture. You got it. (laughs) They invented the printing press. You know, they've been around for a long time. Indeed.
0: Confucius Uh, say.
1: (laughs) Um... What a remarkably absurd claim to make that I've been treated better than anyone has ever been treated in the whole history of China.
0: Well, that's so typical of Trump. He's it's, always he he's always put you, himself
1: right on the pinnacle.
0: Well, he's always got the most exaggerated claims about everything. Uh, of course, a couple of weeks ago, he was claiming that the FBI. Um, he used the word tatters. In tatters. Yes. Do be. Been listening to Rolling Stones all all these years. And I wanted to. Uh, actually bring to people's attention a kind of a very interesting obituary that happened over a month ago. John Raines, 84, dies. Evaded capture and FBI breach. John Raines was a Methodist uh, preacher back in 1971, and he was involved in one of the most under appreciated events in American history. He and some fellow anti-war protesters broke into the FBI's office in Media, Pennsylvania. Love that name, Media, Pennsylvania. Basically, this is what exposed the COINTELPRO mm-hmm. programs. And John Raines then leaked the uh, information to a reporter uh, named Betsy Metzger. And that's spelled M-E-D-S-G-E-R. She wrote a book a couple of years ago. Uh, entitled The Burglary, The Discovery of J. Edgar Hoover's Secret FBI in 2015. I read this book. Highly recommended. It. It gives you the details of the atmosphere in, in, at the time, the involvement. Th- this basically preceded, uh, by the way, the Pentagon Papers. And it, it, it happened in 1971. And one of the most interesting, trivial aspects of this break-in was that it occurred on the night that Muhammad Ali fought Joe Frazier in Madison Square Garden. And they operated under the theory, everybody's going to be watching the fight, nobody's going to be watching that office. it's a fascinating story. There was a woman who went in wearing a disguise to kind of case the joint. So they were looking for a woman suspect for many, many years. And John Raines uh, just passed away at the age of 84... And I figured uh, I would mention his passing and the role that he played in this very, very significant event. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover, by the way, went into a apoplectic seizure of sorts because he knew what the FBI had been doing for the last. Well, the abuses began in well, the nineteen thirties.
1: Secret Army
0: and 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 they were of course involved in uh, the the red scare in the 20s so it had waves and phases of really dastardly behavior and other than some gangsters that they caught in the 30s uh they didn't do much on uh, positive for the united states in my opinion
1: Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. notwithstanding
0: right we always get our man John Dillinger, and of course the highly publicized uh, events in the 30s with the bank robbers, this was during the Great Depression, uh, got the federal government involved in jurisdiction over robbing banks. If you rob a bank with a gun, that is a federal crime. Um, So I just wanted to correct the record for Mr. Trump. Uh, This FBI's investigation into... Uh, the tomfoolery and stupidity of his involvement with Russia. And by the way, the issue is not collusion. It is, what did they do? And we need to we need to find this out. And uh, Donald Trump's claim that he's been mistreated by the FBI more than any person in the history of human civilization. I think he's got a... I think he should make a guest appearance on our on our WCBN station ID involving the the braggers. (laughs) Tatum (laughs) O'Neill.
1: Well, he's behaving like he took the brown acid at Woodstock, but uh, he was nowhere near any event half-so-culturally inspired. Um, Articles over the weekend, uh, Nicholas Fandos in the Sunday Times, uh, attacks on Mueller and the FBI open a rift, in the party of law and order, which, of course, the Republicans have prided themselves on. Nixon loved to point out how weak and soft the Democrats were on crime. Right. And that was part of his base, was that silent majority who were afraid of hippies and angry Negroes. And thus, COINTEL is born in that sort of a climate.
0: Yeah, but- and of course, what Nixon wanted to do back in the 70s was he wanted to take over uh, the, the, the the role of the FBI. <laughs> And that's now, what the sh- shades of Trump talking
1: about, the Houston I have plan. absolute authority sure. over the DOJ. And why can't I do? Oh, well, I'm going to keep my hands off this one because I think I'll be treated fairly. Hint, hint. Uh, that's a message that you better treat me fairly. But, of course, an investigation must examine all the facts as they emerge. And investigations go where they go based on the facts.
0: Yes. And we should point out that the FBI over over since the passing of Jagger Hoover has also had its roller coasters up and down. Uh the reforms that were made in the late seventies
1: church committee hearings.
0: After the church committee hearings exposed a lot of the nonsense that was going on with Operation Chaos, the role of the CIA and yada yada, there were reforms in the FBI. But guess what? When Ronald Reagan took over there began to be more of a return to the spying on Americans. For instance, we know that uh, Americans active in opposing Central American policies of Ronald Reagan were spied Indeed. on.
1: Yeah. And Here in town.
0: Here in this town. I know some friends that uh, I knew one gentleman. I won't mention his name. He couldn't get a job because of his involvement with CISPUS. And uh, this, of course, these are citizens, peace activists who actively opposed the horrendous uh, war policies of uh, Ronald Reagan in Central America. Um, And I just mentioned last week, you know, that Guatemala has decided to recognize Jerusalem as the first kind of country to go along with America's move. And there are remarkable connections between Israeli... Uh, secret police training uh, programs in the Guatemalan po- police and the people that have been... In-
1: Actually, there's that fringe Iran-Contra character, uh, Amaram Nir who died in a mysterious plane crash in a plane filled with avocados in Guatemala. That's part of one of these right. Israeli military uh, death squad training crews.
0: Guacamole. It's a new... Uh, Kosher food (laughs) coming to you soon.
1: Anyway, these attacks from within the Republican Party on Mueller, on his committee, on the FBI, are increasingly exposing yet another fissure in the Republican Party because this is not a long-term winning strategy uh, for Republicans to attack the FBI. Or a guy with the kind of credentials... That Mueller has in you know complete blindness to the fact that he was appointed by Republicans who spoke very highly of him, and so these attacks are clearly the sign of desperation uh there's some sort of i, I don't think it's a you know a drink the kool aid sort of a thing here. I think people have made decisions based on well, i'm in up to my neck with this guy uh, it's all or nothing,
0: yeah, and, and so
1: it's... some in the party are beginning to figure. Um, maybe I'm on the nothing side here. I I don't see a winning strategy in attacking the FBI.
0: And, you know, with all the football games going on, think of the drum major who's marching down the field. (laughs) Guess what? The band is sort of going, "Uh, we don't want to follow that guy anymore. He's a little wacky. Uh, And, of course, in this holiday spirit, uh, let's give Donald Trump uh, a little credit. Uh, Right before Thanksgiving... He did pardon a turkey. I love this headline. I feel so good about myself, Trump says, as he lets a turkey live. Now that headline has got (laughs) humor written all over it, since, of course, he's the turkey. Well, and also there's like some weird, like,
1: the way he reveals raw elements of his persona show his complete lack of self-awareness. I mean, that's a bizarre confession to make that... The thrill of, I did something good to a turkey. (laughs) To a turkey. Human (laughs) beings, not so much. But, you know, Hitler did pass the first anti-animal cruelty laws in Europe. So I guess Trump's on the same page in in one level there.
0: And, of course, the the thing that makes this story so utterly amusing is Trump on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving when he committed this uh, act of graciousness. (laughs) I feel so good about myself is that he walked into the into the White House room and said, Hi, Drumstick. Oh, Drumstick I think is going to be very happy. So, Drumstick was the name of the turkey, pardoned, and then he apparently joked around um, that, and apparently this turkey by the way was from Pennsylvania, a, a state that uh, was crucial for Trump's uh, selection by the Electoral College. I'd like to remind people that he did not win the election. Trump joked that he had been advised against seeking to reverse the pardons of Tater and Tot, the uh, last turkeys given their reprieve under President Barack Obama.
1: So again, even there, he can't resist the swipe.
0: The swipe. And uh, well, Obama pardoned two turkeys. I'm surprised that Trump didn't decide to pardon three. <laughs> I pardoned more Turkeys than, than any president anybody in, history in the world. And of course he's made all kinds of absolutely absurd claims about his accomplishments this year. Uh don't believe any of them. I don't you know, on the optimistic side, let's remember that many of these executive orders where he claims he's done something are actually <clears throat> being held up in court. Mm. You know, we have lawsuits about immigration environmental uh, declarations by Donald Trump, who is basically a friend of the polluters. This is the American system, and it's got many, many flaws, but this is what slows it down a little bit. It 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 allows for other voices to be heard, um, and uh, Donald Trump, I don't know what he's been reading over the holidays, but... Uh, it, it was it was fascinating that he had some uh, Coast Guard members over to play golf uh, down there in Florida in, in the warm weather. He wanted to thank them for uh, assisting in the Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, and he conveniently mentioned nothing about oh, Maria yeah. <laughs> and the situation in Puerto Rico. And while I'm not uh, going to criticize the Coast Guard. And I think that it's wonderful that they were able to have some fun playing golf uh, with the president. <laughs> His public relations handling of that incident was bad.
1: Well, a breaking news story today was that the telephone poles that the Army Corps of Engineers ordered, requested uh, for you know rebuilding purposes in Puerto Rico back in October, arrived today.
0: Wow. Well, that's what happens when you think uh, drumsticks will work instead of telephone poles. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the response to the Puerto Rican uh, disaster has been woefully in- inadequate. And
1: again, that will come back to hurt not just Trump, but Republicans, because uh, just think of the way that Katrina and the mishandling mayor uh, came back to bite W and yeah. the Republicans on the butt. Um, th- This is going to change the way uh, Hispanics and Latinos vote.
0: Well, and also, let's remember that the uh, death toll that, that Donald Trump uh, sort of bragged about being so small... Has just, grown quite some. Quite some. This was the incident where he jokingly said, uh, Oh, 16? Was that the number? Knowing full well that the official toll was 17. So he he was corrected and then he felt good about that. And then he tried to compare that to Katrina. And of course, what's now emerging is that it's well over a 1,000 people. 250,000 Puerto Ricans, by the way, have come into the United States. They're US citizens. They've moved. They don't have time for Mr. Trump's uh, dilly-dallying. So uh, (laughs) he may feel good about himself. But uh, they sure know how to make you feel good in China, I'll tell you that. And just remember, Drumstick, he's uh, hes roaming around Pennsylvania somewhere. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I did also want to give it a little update on another thing that I find very interesting. This is about the demise of Al Franken. He, of course, is officially resigned, and I believe he's leaving office sometime next week. Or this week. I don't remember. I believe which, it's this week. I don't remember the exact date. But anyway, he was sort of forced out. It's fascinating that in today's uh, New York Times, they have an article about the political partisans involved in exploiting these cases of misconduct. I want to read the, uh, these details about the Al Franken case because I find them troubling. Uh, Al Franken, of course, was forced to resign. His defenders point out that Mr. Franken's initial accuser, Leanne Tweeden, had appeared as a semi-regular guest on Fox News Channel, uh, hosted by Sean Hannity. Fueling Democratic suspicions was a Twitter message linked to Roger Stone that surfaced hours before Ms. Tweeden's initial charges. Roger Stone says it's Al Franken's time in the barrel, quote-unquote. Franken uh, was then, you know, accused by Leanne Tweeden shortly thereafter, and Roger Stone is quoted in this article as saying, quote, "I, I had no hand in it at all, but I was tipped off by a source within the Fox network that the allegation was coming. Make up an allegation, feed it to Roger Stone, let him throw it on Twitter, and voila, you have an accusation. That is what they needed to investigate in the Al Franken case. You say, well, who the heck is Roger Stone? A very bad guy. He worked a dirty trickster. He worked in the in the Nixon uh, dirty tricks department back in 1971 and two. He was co partners with Paul Manafort. They were the lobbying firm called Manafort, Stone & Black. I may have the name mixed up a little bit, but those were the three partners. He's a friend of Donald Trump. And believe it or not, he has a tattoo on his back
1: of Tricky Dick.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. So here you get to see an actual... You know, an example of how fake news, and this this is, term is completely misused, can create a story. Stone claims, I had no role in it, but somebody at Fox News told me the story was breaking. Puts it on Twitter, and then Leanne uh, Tweeden, uh, and, you know, we still don't know all the details about that. She's the woman who claimed... she didn't realize she'd been sexually harassed until she saw a photograph. This is the Al Franken joking around photograph that led to the initial allegations. Um, Who knows? She Um, also says she accepted
1: his apology.
0: Right. And of course, Al Franken in the the video, the, the photograph, whatever, he was being a juvenile delinquent, joking around.
1: Not yet then, Senator
0: not yet yet then Senator, and not uh e- un- under any definition of the word sexual harassment uh you know this this is another word that needs needs some fine tuning big time um, and yeah,
1: what happened at Fox News with you know people like Bill O'Reilly and
0: sure, the
1: big brains behind uh Fox Broadcasting, Roger Ailes—that's sexual harassment.
0: Exactly, and 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 that's that, that's real. And this almost seems like it became a manufactured story.
1: It sure gave Jeff uh, Sessions a little breathing room there.
0: Well, and also it came in the midst of the Roy Moore, uh, you know, yeah. snowball, uh, waterfall, whatever you want to call it. He, by the way, decided. Well, he he did file a lawsuit to try and prevent um Doug Jones from assuming uh the senatorial position claiming voter fraud
1: well interesting article in That the was Times. thrown out. Yeah, and he has been certified Doug Jones is the, the senator from uh Alabama.
0: And the secretary of state it was a Republican and he yeah. He admitted he in a radio interview he said everything Roy Moore is saying is complete nonsense
1: interesting uh, and somewhat amusing article in the Times over the last few days about the write-ins during the Mm -hmm. Alabama uh, contest that I think Doug Jones won by right around 22,000 votes Uh, and uh, in addition to that there were around 23,000 votes write-ins for Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd, Spongebob Squarepants Jeff Sessions Trump, Strange, Donald (laughs) Trump no one um, and so there were a lot of people, you know, not willing to vote for Roy Moore
0: for a lot so, of reasons. Yeah, and <clears throat> it is kind of too bad that Donald Trump didn't win the Alabama senatorial race. <laughs> <laughs> he could have, <clears throat> he could have filed for a recount. And...
1: Yeah, then he could ride sassy. <laughs> he could.
0: So, I think that threesome with him and uh, Ferenthold and Roy Moore is going to be upcoming this year.
1: All three of them riding sassy. It's, <laughs> it's,
0: Poor sassy. It's going to be uh, Blake Ther- Farenthold in, uh, in command. He, of course, is the Texas congressman who's been forced to uh, not run for reelection, but he's not actually resigning. Uh, All
1: I did was offer to pay women to uh, let me sire a child upon them. <laughs>
0: Well, there's that guy, too. <laughs> oh, that's the different guy, that's, right? That's yeah. Trent Franks, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the... Uh...
1: God, there's been no shortage of weirdness in 2017.
0: No shortage. Okay, we uh, are being given the wrap-up signal. You are listening to WCBN-FM and Arbor.
1: Next week, I'm sure we'll have something
0: to say as uh,
1: details continue to emerge and uh, facts changing on the ground throughout Iran as uh, street protests are only really picking up steam... It, Unusually in the countryside, Uh, it's not unusual for these things to happen in a capital city, but uh, uh, protests against the chief uh, cleric of the country in country towns and villages, is quite an interesting development.
0: With Trump leading the cheerleading, oddly enough. Anyway, thanks to Andrew. Do stay tuned, Yazoo City Calling, coming up next on this fine station. WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor.
2: U.S. college campuses are a deadly problem. On average, 10 students die annually in campus-related fires, according to the Center for Campus Fire Safety. Four out of five campus-related fire deaths occur in off-campus housing, where approximately two-thirds of our students live. Alcohol is a factor in many of these fire-related deaths. Alcohol abuse impairs judgment and hampers evacuation efforts. Select a dorm or off-campus housing that has smoke alarms and fire sprinklers. These can reduce the risk of dying in a fire by 82%. An estimated 3,800 campus fires occur each year in the US. Cooking causes more than two-thirds of fire injuries at college campuses, followed by careless smoking, arson, unattended candles, and the overloading of extension cords and power strips. Some fire safety tips that could save your life. Cook only where it is permitted and never leave cooking unattended. Don't smoke, but if you must, only smoke outside of the building. Don't overload electrical outlets. Never leave candles unattended and put them out after each use. Always have an escape plan and practice it. Look for an alternate exit from every room, whether at a party or in class. If you must escape through smoke, get low and go under the smoke to your exit. These tips will help prevent needless injuries and even deaths. Fire is everyone's fight.
0: Thursday nights at 7, it's Face the Music. 60 minutes of vintage recordings, traditional jazz, and other analgesics. A public service of Radio Free Ann Arbor. Broadcasting from the University of Michigan, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. In Technicolor. Henry Howard in the background on harmonica guitar and soon to